Hello, everybody. God bless you. Welcome today to More Than Conquerors. We are delighted to minister to you through Terry Mize Ministries, and it's a great, great day. Uh, in fact, we're out here in the hill country a little bit of Texas, and we are just enjoying seeing all the good things that God has given us dominion over. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, if you're watching this on internet, which I suppose most of you are, some on television stations, but they tell me to say this all the time, and I don't think I've ever said it before, but we need, we, you need to like it and subscribe to it. Right, you'll do us a right. real favor, especially on YouTube, if you'll subscribe to it, and that makes YouTube somehow think we're really important. I think we're important. Uh, and then if you'll if you'll like it and subscribe, it, it'll help us out as a personal favor. Thank you. So be come right back with us. We're looking forward to talking to you about dominion. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the word of God, that's going to speak the word of God, that's going to move on the word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. talking about dominion, Genesis 1:26, where God created man and woman and gave them dominion. And I always think, you know, <laughs> that is probably the premier verse in the Bible to stand on, to know that gender is not a, a, a hindrance to the things of God. You know, that God whether you're not. female or male, it's not, as far as the Lord's concerned, I have dominion, I have authority, just like a man would or my husband would, and that I'm not left out here in the cold trying to find some man to rebuke the devil for me or disease or lack or trouble of any kind. I have authority in Jesus' name because he gave me that same dominion. I'm Absolutely. not codependent in that regard. And so it just is such a tremendous blessing to everyone, Terry, to realize that it's not just authority uh, a crisis-oriented kind of, if you get in trouble, then you can use sure. it. No, but it's a lifestyle every day, everything, everywhere, go into all the world, preach the gospel, you have authority. And even Jesus and Mark, you know, 16 over there says, take that you have that same dominion that you can cast out devils, you can lay hands on the sick. If you need a deadly thing, it won't hurt you. Uh, if you'll, you can tread on serpents and scorpions and they won't hurt you. And you can speak with new tongues. I mean, that's just everybody. Go. You know, with that same kind of authority and dominion. Sounds right to me. <laughs> well, it works. Jesus, Jesus it works. It. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Bible is so cool in so many, many, many areas. Yes, but I always yes. think it's just so great that Jesus and the Father, God, right. uh, said so many powerful things, Old Testament and, and new, new, that they didn't have to. No, that's right. That's right. I, I just always think that's amazing whenever yes. whenever they, they give us these, these to, perks. I mean, he could have yes. just said, hey, I'm God, you mind me. Right, but no. He, but he goes on and just gives us perk after perk and blessing after blessing. Right. Just for, for just because he loves us. There's no purpose. <laughs> there's, I mean, we don't, that's there's right. no reason he has to. That's right. That's you right. Know, I was thinking the other day about, about giving, you know, and, and uh, here God told us about tithing in the Old Testament. He yes. Said, he said, hey, if you pay your tithes, 
<laughs> I'll open the window of heaven and pour out a well, blessing as much you don't have ready to receive it. Besides that, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Right. Besides that, That's I'll write right. a book of remembrance about you. Besides that, you'll be a jewel. You know, and then you get on in the New Testament and Jesus himself. Yes. I love that Jesus himself said something. You That's know? right. Every time I say that, and I say it a lot, you know, like when we're praying for people that yeah. they're sick or, or that they got disease or whatever, and I say, Jesus himself said. Yes. You know, that, and so... Uh, uh, wow. You know, Jesus said in, you know, Luke 6, 38, he said, give. Yes. Give. He could have just said, give and quit. Yeah. <laughs> or just obey me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he said, give and it'll be giving you again. Again. Good measure, pressed down, yes. shaken together, running over. Then he said, Mark 10, 29, 30, this is what gets me. So many Christians don't even believe it. Mm-hmm. And when they tell me they don't believe it, I say, but. Jesus said it. I mean, <laughs> Jesus said it. Yeah, right. This wasn't right. some guy in the fourth row that said it. Jesus said it. Yes. He said, whatever you give for the gospel's, gospel's sake, sake and for my, my sake, sake, he said, you'll get it back hundredfold now in this yeah. life and eternal life and life to come. Yeah. With persecutions, by the yeah. way. I always say you don't have to use faith for persecution. <laughs> if you start getting no. prospering and being blessed like that, you, you, your neighbors and friends and relatives will persecute you. No, that's the truth. But isn't that amazing? That, it that, is that, amazing. That, that they didn't have to say that. No, that's right. And, and the Lord just did it over and over and over, like you said, all the time, just thinking of ways to get resources back to us. Oh, absolutely. To encourage us to be givers. You know, to Paul in, tells the Corinthians, he yeah. said, hey, you'll be a hilarious, cheerful Wow. Prompt to do it, giver. That, God's yeah. unwilling to do without those kind of givers, and He'll bless you back. He'll multiply your seed so You become the sower when you sow. Right. And when you're the planter, right. you know, when you put the seed in the ground, you're the sower. And He said, God will bless the sower. God will bless the sower. And He'll give you seed to, uh, seed to sow and bread to eat. Right. Well, it's stunning to me. Isn't it great? It is. You know, just just sitting here thinking about all the things that, that you have taught, we've believed uh, all through the years, like, you know, Malachi chapter 3, then like you said in um, Mark 10, mm-hmm. and then over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Mm-hmm. But then you brought one up in conversation the other day when we were having dinner with friends uh, in Hebrews chapter 7, mm-hmm. where Jesus talked about, uh, the writer of Hebrews yeah. talked about that, that Jesus, uh, you know, is the is the testimony, and that when we give to Him, well, when we pay time, when we pay time, so many Christians will tell you all yeah, the time. Yeah, they'll right. say, "And brother, tell you, there's no such thing as tithing in the New Testament. You shouldn't tithe it. Oh, tithe is Old Testament. <laughs> tithe is the law. And tithe is terrible." And I said, "Well, fine. Don't pay tithes, but don't talk me out of it. Yeah, no don't talk about me." That's and they right. said, "It's not in the New Testament." I said, "Well, you know, I'd hate to show my ignorance of the Word of God exactly. by making a statement like that because." Jesus said, remember Jesus? He's yes. in the New Testament. Jesus said, hey, you guys are paying tithe of, 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 of herbs, of mint and right. cumin and, and things like this. Right. And he said, that's great. He said, don't quit doing that. But he said, you also have some weightier matters you need to deal with too. And then in he- we get to Hebrews. Yes. And, and there in he- Hebrews chapter 7, I just think that's so powerful. God, it's just a premium he, he was, he confirmation. Was, and, and, and maybe everybody preaches, but I've never heard anybody but me say it. But, it, but he says there in Hebrews 7, he, he said, when we pay tithes here on earth, right. he said, when we pay tithes here, right. he said, and that's New Testament Hebrews, yeah. he said, you're giving it to a man right. that's mortal, a mortal man, right. a man that dies. In other words, you're giving it to your pastor and he's not going to live forever. He's going to die. Right. <laughs> so he said, but when you pay tithe here to that mortal man, to that man that's going to die, it says at the same moment, yes, 
He uses, he uses the words here and there. He says, when you baptize here to the mortal man, what? there <laughs> in heaven, he, Jesus, receives it, it as your high priest. Right. See, he receives it as the high priest and turns around and worships the Father with it. Right. On your behalf. Right. And it goes on to say there in Hebrews 7, it says, and therefore you testify. You test, that's I it love right this. there. That's he says, it. you testify that he, he liveth. lives. Yeah. In other words, every time I pay my tithe. Yeah, it's like, Jesus is alive. <laughs> I'm saying, Jesus is alive. He's yes. my high priest. He's Hallelujah. still here. He's, he's, he's alive and well. Yes. And uh, it's a testimony to people. It's out, It's just outstanding. It's like the premier crescendo of the New Testament. Yeah, it's like, it's like, well, it's, it's like well, what well, brother Ted, do you really believe in Jesus? Do you really believe he, he's like, well, yeah, I, I pay my tithe every week. <laughs> yes, that's you right. Know, every, every week I give it to him and I'm testifying Fine. to you that, and everybody else that he's, that he's alive. alive. I just, I, I love all that stuff. Well, it's their it's, idea. I know. didn't think it up. No preacher thought up these no, things about right. prosperity. Exactly. No preacher thought up these things about giving and receiving. No preacher thought of these things about sowing seed. Jesus thought all that up. That's Paul just, thought that stuff up. The Holy Ghost thought that stuff up. Right. God thought that stuff up. And it's just Old Testament and New that to the laws of seed time and harvest. God right. said, man, when those folks, knowing the other seven people got out of the ark, God said, all right, now listen to me. I'm going to give you four immutable laws. Mm -hmm. Genesis chapter 8. Yeah. Four immutable. Immutable means incapable of change. Can't change. Four immutable laws. Yeah. Uh, they'll never, 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 never change. And he <laughs> said, as long as time remains, <laughs> there'll be seed time, seed time and harvest. harvest. And there'll be not, night that's not going to change. Well, and day. Yeah. There'll be winter and summer. summer. There'll be heat, heat and cold. cold. We can't change that. No. Nobody can change that. That ought to be really good news to all the climate change people. And as a Christian, you should know that once God set this in order, it's an immutable law. It's an immutable law, and that as it's going to last as, as, time as long as God, as long as we're on this earth, until God calls time. This planet's going to work, mm -hmm. and nobody can fix it, and nobody can destroy it. And that, I always that say some men, some fools think man can destroy the planet and some fools think man can save it. And they're both right. wrong. You know, the whole planet, uh, you know, you're going to have floods and fires or earthquakes or things, you know, around the world, different things. But the planet itself is going to continue to function until God gets through with it and decides to change himself. Yeah. You know, and it's his planet. It's his work. But see, all of the climate change people and all of the the. Um, you know, political side to all of this. Everybody in their right mind doesn't want to see waste or abuse mm -hmm. or destruction mm -hmm. uh, and on any level, in any continent, on, 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 on the planet. Sure. Everybody, and in fact, I always go back to, Terry, uh, when you were talking about dominion here, that we're supposed to be in charge as Christians. Christians should be up in arms over somebody talking about, we're going to save the planet. Well, you godless, atheistic, arrogant, brain, who do you think you are? Because when you look at, at, at taking dominion and having dominion about all of this, is that, you know, God wants us to be in charge about it all. We're and stewards. He, and we're to be like stewards Adam was of a it. steward in the Garden of Eden. Right. We're the steward in the earth. And it's not ours. It's not it's ours. God's. But we and have we to, have to take care of it. And I, we don't have a problem taking care of it. No, we're not right. going to destroy it. We're not going to save it. It's no, God's. It's God's. And what I, with the verse I wanted to show everybody over here, I think it's in, it's in Ephesians 
um, at chapter five, and it talks about don't ever let there be any wasteful, greedy use of the planet. Don't waste. Don't abuse. Don't destroy. You see, the world doesn't even understand that. Yeah, they, they, right. they don't get Christians. It's like, you know, I'm a hunter and fisherman. Right, okay? right. And your husband, Dean, was a hunter right. and fisherman, my <laughs> hunting and fishing buddy. That's uh, right. We, we taught your boys to hunt and fish. Like we taught my boys to hunt and fish. Right. And uh, people that don't understand that, and they're not hunters and fishermen, mm-hmm. uh, they think that us hunters are just bloodthirsty and that we just shoot every animal we see. And you know that Dean was an animal lover. I'm an animal right. lover. Uh, we saw 30 deer driving down the street right. the other night. Yes, I didn't want to shoot did. any one of them. You know, yeah. I just look at them. Aren't they pretty? Aren't they pretty? And come right. deer season, I'll pop one and eat him, you know. Right. But, uh, but, but we're not just looking to kill stuff. Uh, neither are, uh, you know, neither are we looking to the same thing with the, with the fishing. You no, know, whenever the government right. gets involved with stuff, then it gets messed up. Which is up. usually just over power. Who owns it's what? Like you talk yeah, about. Yeah, who owns what? Owns, yeah, fought over who owns what. But, you know, the government every now and then comes out and makes a new law about fishing limits. Right. You know, I remember Dean and I used to go fishing together back in the 70s and 80s there in Corpus Christi mm-hmm. in the saltwater. You could catch uh, you could catch uh, speckled trout that were 12 inches long. Right. Now they have to be like 24. Four inches long or something, and then you only catch one of them, <laughs> and only two more for a limit. Used to you could catch twelve. Used to you could catch twenty. Right. And they keep cutting the limits down, saying, "Oh no, you're going to deplete it. You're going to be a sportsman will never right deplete anything. No, that's right. Now, crazy people will will deplete right. stuff. Yeah. Are these Japanese trawlers will go out with a net that, that's five miles long? They pull in. A bunch of fish. Right. So guys like me and, you know, the average fisherman. Average he's American go out and catch fisherman. A eat and that's, yeah. that's all. You're not ever going to deplete anything. Right. Because we're, sportsmen are going to take care, care of land. Exactly. We love the land. Exactly. And we're going to take care of the land. We don't ever find a gate that's, that we don't close. Right. You know, we don't want the animals to get out. And, and it's the same way. Uh, with the word of God, Christians are going to take care of stuff. No, that's right. But yeah, we we're not stupid enough to think we can destroy the planet or save the planet. No, it's, that's right. It, it's God's. We just we just are stewards of God's stuff, so we're going to take care of it. And we honor that. We honor the fact that we have been trusted, entrusted with the uh, to take dominion, yes. to multiply, yes. to replenish. Yes. All of the, none of that is abuse. Yes. All of that is care. You know, you know I, I, was, I was turkey hunting the other day uh, down in Central Texas <laughs> yes. with uh, my good friend Billy Luke. Yeah. And uh, we, were, we were doing spring turkey. Right. And it's fun because in, in the spring you can, you can call them and they'll talk back to you. And, you know, it's, That's it's, right. It's fun. And they so, even videoed it and I got to see it and hear it. And so uh, Billy called in. I'm sitting there with the gun, and, you know, and Billy called in five turkey toms, gobblers. Yes. Man, they were strutting their stuff. They had their, <laughs> they had their tail feathers spread out, you know, because they thought some hen was up there that's going to impress. Right. So they come strutting in there. You know, they came in with within twenty feet of me. These five toms. That's right. And you know, I didn't just blow them all away. <laughs> you know, and, and and I waited a little while, and finally they got about sixty-five yards away from me. You know, yeah. and I shot one. I didn't right. shoot five. I shot. One right, and then and then Billy then took took his shotgun and he got ready and uh, uh, and and I you know took the camera and so the five of them out there about sixty five yards they all got together like this right they're all like bunched up and Billy could have shot with one shot he could have hit three toms in the head wow but he refused to do it right he told me later he said you know he said there's no way I'd take a shot like that and hit three. 
hit three birds, you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, and so he didn't shoot anything. Yeah. He just let them all go because we're, sportsmen are going to conserve. Exactly. And, and, and you know, and so we, we brought the one I shot back and, you know, we got him in the refrigerator, put him in the refrigerator <laughs> to eat him. Uh, yes. But uh, you don't just waste it. You don't just say, hey, no, man, I could no. kill five birds. I could kill three, you know, gobblers at the same time. And sportsmen aren't going to do that. We we take care of God's stuff. We're, we're his stewards. We're his caretakers. But we're not as stupid as some of these people in Washington no. and Congress and places say, oh, we've got to save the planet. Well, you're not going to save the planet. Well, you know, Who do you think you are? Neither all, are you going to destroy it. Uh, you know, they come up with all these terms and all this ridiculous stuff about their jets and, you know, that we, they've got to restrict all of us. But yet they go around the, the world uh, leaving this massive carbon footprint I'm with sure, all of their sure. amazing personal jets. But, you know, then you and I out here catching 10 fish... <laughs> You know, that's really going to hurt the planet. But I wanted to read this to you. This keeps coming back to me over and over and over again the last several months. And uh, it's so important, that just the attitude of how Christians are supposed to manage mm -hmm. and take care of everything. And this is the Apostle Paul writing to the Ephesian church. And he starts off in verse 1 here of Ephesians 5. Therefore, be imitators of God. Here you go. Copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. Mm -hmm. That's the attitude that we're supposed to have. These are sacred words. This is how we approach everything in life. Our, our relationships with people, our homes, uh, our money, our we're health. representing God. Because we represent God and walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you so that it became a sweet fragrance but immorality, sexual vice, and listen to the rest of this, and all impurity of lustful, rich, wasteful living or greediness must not even be named among you as is fitting among proper, fitting and proper among saints, God's consecrated people. Amen. And so that's how we approach the planet. Of course, that's of how we approach our resources. We enjoy it. That's why God put Adam and Eve that's in the garden right. and said, hey, that's have right. a ball. Enjoy it. That's right. You know, you enjoy the animals, enjoy the plants, enjoy enjoy everything. You know, when you were illustrating, Terry, uh, Hebrews 7 over there, how that when we pay tithes here mm -hmm. to a mortal man, mm -hmm. then those tithes are given to Jesus. Isn't that great? And at the then, same time. At the same I mean, time. Instant. That is so easy to teach children. That is an illustrated sermon on how to show children and then teach them these verses that we're not to be greedy. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, if you've got you know, enough on something, then you start sharing with sure. people and yet you do it out of your own heart. You're not, you don't do it because you're forced. No parent wants to force their child mm -hmm. to, to share. Mm -hmm. They want that child to learn the joy mm -hmm. of sharing. And then, and then the receiver uh, doesn't feel like they're entitled, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. I like what Brother Wayne Myers used to always yes, say. Right. You know, Brother Wayne is my, my mentor, my spiritual right, right. father. And Tell us he's that. been in Mexico forever, and he's 99 right. years old, about right. to turn 100 this year. Yeah. And, but he always, he always would say this. He said, 
uh, son, the Lord spoke to me to share $100 with you. Right. The Lord spoke to me to share this with you. The Lord spoke to me to share a car with you. Now, he means give, right. but he doesn't like to say, I'm going to give you a car. I'm right. going to give you $100. Yeah. Because he said, that makes it sound like the giver's up here and the receiver's down here. Right. And we're all God's children. And daddy just says, share that with your brother. Right. Share that with your sister. <laughs> just like you do at home. That's and right. Let me say one thing real quick. Sure, time's sure. running out. Uh, I know some people are just going to squawk terribly and have a terrible night's sleep because I mentioned paying tithe. Uh, and then about three weeks ago on the program, right at the very end, I said, oh, I love the Old Testament. So I, yeah. I knew that really got some people's nose out of joint. But I'm just going to tell you, I love the Old Testament. I do too. And, uh, you know, it's people, people, people scream, law, 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 law. The Old Testament's not all oh, law. It's, wonderful. it's got some law in it. And, and between me and you, I, and I've said this before, I'm not against law yeah. because I'm a pilot. I don't want, I want laws. I'm, I'm a, I drive a car. Exactly. I want laws. I yes, go downtown. Yes. I want laws. I don't exactly. want to show up in Houston or L.A. or Chicago with no police around. Mm-hmm. Or no, these idiots that want to defund the police. It's like, you got to be kidding me. But anyway, but, but the law is the Ten Commandments. Yes. And, uh, you, you know, I've had people say to me for years, and now, Brother Terry, you know that, that Jesus did away with the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. with the, 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 did away with the law. I said, really? Which one do you do away with? <laughs> yeah, he's it's okay to murder now. You, thou yeah, shall not right. kill. That's not, no, no, you can't right. kill. You know, okay. How about steal? Yeah. And you, and thou shall not steal. Oh, no, you can't steal. What about, I mean, it just yeah, goes, it just on. goes on. on. I said, which one did he do away with? He didn't do away with any of them. No, that's right. All, the, all the difference, correct. the Old Testament, New Testament, is things that God did not like in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like in the New Testament. He still doesn't. It's just yes. that the penalty's been changed. Yeah. In other words, used to, you'd get stone dead for that. Right. You, they'd kill you for something. Now sure. Jesus died. Yeah. <laughs> because the soul that sins must die. He didn't sin, but he's not die for him. And so he paid the penalty. You know, in the Old Testament, if your teenagers smarted off to you, uh, the elders of the city Whoa. stoned them to death. Yeah. And, and, and so nowadays, because it made teenagers nicer, I guess, but nowadays, uh, when your teenager sins and smarts off to you, he can get repentance and be forgiven right. because be forgiven. Jesus paid the penalty and died. So the penalties has what's been changed. Right. But yet the Old Testament, Renee, is where you get your history. No, that's right. The Old Testament is where you get your marvelous stories. That's right. You know, you get David and Goliath, you get Daniel right. in the lion's den, These you get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the, and in the fiery life. furnace, you get yeah. Jonah in the whale, you get you get you get Elijah killing all the prophets of Baal that's with right. a sword. You you get these marvelous you get you, you get these marvelous, marvelous faith Stories. And they're all really fierce. And you don't get you so know, many stories like that in the New Testament. You get yeah. you get some here and there. It says Paul preached and this person was sick and he healed them. Yeah, or, they give you or, story. Or Peter went and preached yeah. and, and this lady was dead and so he raised her up. But but there's not much detail there. But you actually get the stories right in the Old Testament, and I love that. And so when I and I preach out of the Old Testament, I've even had people say, "Oh, I'm disappointed in preaching to preach out of the Old Testament. I'm disappointed in." These guys are talking about the Old Testament. And I say, hey, hey, I, I love it. I, I preach out of both of them. But, and, and, but I tell them all the time, I say, you guys that tell me you hate the Old Testament, I said, it's funny to me that every time you confess a promise, they're always out of the Old Testament. That's can, right. But I'm confessing Psalms 91. The angels right. have charge. I say, wait, wait, that's Old Testament. But God gives me the power to get well. Like, wait, 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 that's Deuteronomy. That's the Old Testament. But you know, they just, they just go on. I'm going to prosper and be successful, just like just like God said to Joshua. No, that's Old Testament. So you, you can't have it both. I mean, pick a side. 
And, yeah. and, and I love the Old Testament. I love the New Testament. We're not bound by the law. We're not bound of mm-hmm. the penalty of death anymore. And we're not bound by the ceremonial law of the Old Testament. There's a lot of law in the Old Testament that's in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the five books of the Pentateuch, the law. And, and we're not we're not bound by the ceremonial law anymore. But I love them both. And they, we're out of time. Well, we're going to uh, I don't like the clock. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment. Over 20 years ago, Terry and Jackie Mize began the Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, we say JMICF. And we wanted to talk to you today and invite you to join and work with us in a worldwide effort to minister help and deliver really children from around the world. We work with orphanages, even human trafficking centers. We work to help widows and displaced women and we are working daily, um, more than ever before, <laughs> because of there's so many great needs around the world to work with orphanages and to help children that are really in desperate, dire need. I found two verses in the Bible, 20, Proverbs 24:11, that says, deliver those who are drawn away to death and those who totter to the slaughter, hold them back from their doom. And then in Proverbs 31, it says that we have got to speak up for those who don't have anyone to speak up for them. You know, JMICF wants to do this all year long. So we invite you to help us. And then also TMM, we take care of all the administrative costs also for JMICF as well as Terry Uh, in his traveling ministry. So we are so grateful for anyone that can give us a partnership (laughs) endorsement and help us reach the world through JMICF. God bless you and thank you again. We've had such a good time today talking to you about these wonderful things about Genesis 126, Taking Dominion. Don't forget to teach your children these things right along with you. Yes. We covered a myriad of things today about giving and tithing and, and taking dominion and not wasting and not abusing the planet and all these different things that we've talked about. And teach your children the, the states of the United States, teach them the, the major countries of, of the continents of the world and show them that every place the sole of your foot touches, that has God given to you. And so that's what we're all talking about. You we're just telling you how to be more than a conqueror. How to live on planet Earth. How to live on planet Earth. Victoriously. Victoriously. How to avoid sickness and disease. How to avoid poverty and lack. And to be able to use the Word of God. Take dominion. Walk in your authority. Take that spiritual authority. Take that spiritual authority. Well, you know, it's just always exciting. I mean, the Word is, is endless. The power of God. The Word of God. Unlike uh, our program. <laughs> yes, I only it. have two. I've only ever had two enemies: the clock and the calendar. That's right. They're always right. marching. Oh, and here we are again. Here, one day, time will be no more. And we want to remind you, though, in the midst of all of this, that you are more oh, than conquerors. God bless you all. Bye bye. <laughs> out here walking around in uh, South Texas and it's a hard country and a tough country and I came across a sign that said uh, keep out and uh, the keep out sign tells me something it tells me that uh, the owner of the land 
doesn't want you to go in there. You know, the owner always has rights. And there's an old argument in the church that says, well, you know, who owned the Garden of Eden? Did God own the garden and just let Adam be the steward of it? Or did God just give it to Adam outright and Adam was the owner of it? And, and it's an old argument in the church. And I've always said, that's no argument at all. Uh, I can tell you in a split second who was the, who was the owner uh, just by asking you one question. Who got kicked out? Adam got kicked out. God didn't get kicked out. God kicked Adam out of the garden. And that tells us who the true owner is. God owned the garden, still does. And he puts Adam there as steward, told him he could enjoy it. He could play with his wife, play with his kids, play with the animals, enjoy the trees, the, the flora, the fauna. But don't you ever forget, when you look at those trees in the middle of the garden, that reminds you who the owner is. You know, I've got a sermon I preached for years called, Every War is Fought over who owns what. And we need to settle in our own spirit, our own heart, that God is the owner. He's our source. We don't own it. We're not in competition with him. We're simply his steward. And I'm glad he's the father and I'm the son. Remember this, you're more than conquerors.